This is JDSA's Law Talk. This is the program that gives you the straight facts on our laws and how they affect your everyday personal and professional life. Child custody. Working out a parenting agreement, including child custody and visitation, can be difficult, especially when there's hostility between the parents. But what if you're not the parent? Perhaps you're a grandparent or a step-parent or another relative. What are your visitation rights? And do these visitation rights vary from state to state? In this episode of JDSA's Law Talk, attorney Jordan Miller is back to discuss a new visitation law in Washington state that allows non-parents the legal right to visit a child. Jordan, always good to talk to you. Great to be here, Clint. Jordan, this is the tough stuff. When you talk about children and visitation and rights, people get really emotional and for good reason. And this is an area that, frankly, requires a deft touch. And you're able to provide that. Uh, You know, with experience, training and the background of working with people in these extraordinarily difficult situations, yes, uh, we can help them come to an appropriate resolution or assist them in a trial to make sure that they get the proper ruling. Well, let's try to clear through the fog and get some clarity on these issues. We're talking about visitation rights for relatives or others that aren't the parents. That's coming your way next right here on JDSA's Law Talk. You're listening to JDSA's Law Talk, brought to you by JDSA Law, one of the largest full-service law firms in North Central Washington. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. If you have a question about today's topic or a topic suggestion for a future episode, email us at lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. I'm your host, Clint Strand, talking with featured attorney Jordan Miller about child custody and changes in non-parental visitation rights. Jordan, let's begin at the beginning. When we say visitation rights, what exactly does that mean? It's a court-ordered period of time where the child, who's under the auspices of the parenting plan or residential schedule, will be with you. The court guarantees that you have a certain amount of time on a certain day. That's what we refer to as visitation rights. So drilling down from visitation, are there levels of visitation or different types of visitation? Certainly. um, There's supervised visitation. There's visitation that is very brief and day-to-day. There's overnight visitation. There's family vacation visitation. It covers the entire spectrum of where kids are going to be during a court case. Are all of these visitation orders just that? Orders you must be on this date at this time? Or given the individual situations, are there more are there situations with more wiggle room where people are saying, okay, it's not fixed. Maybe this is quote unquote reasonable. It's very rare in Washington state. Our preference is to have an actual specific time frame. However, an important fact that parents should recognize and, and can have explained to them is that the parenting plan is a guarantee. If they choose as parents to deviate or, or do something different, that's their prerogative. But in Washington, we like to have fixed specific visitation so that uh, the court doesn't have any interpretation issues. Now, Jordan, traditionally visitation really only pertained to the parents, but Our topic for today is talking about non-parents. So let's get into that a little bit. Absolutely. Until recently, effective June 7, 2018, Washington did not have a valid provision that allowed a non-parent to ask for visitation, except if they're asking to have actual custody and take the children away from the actual parents due to issues that would lead to something like that happening. So Washington, up until now, 
where did we rank amongst the states that had no way for grandparents or others who have been denied access to children to seek court review of that? We're, we were in the, the significant minority. A vast majority of states across the country, albeit with different rules and different procedures, had some means by which a non-parent could ask the court for time with the kids. So what you're telling me is if you're a grandparent or you're a relative, you now have a possible avenue to petition the court for court-ordered visitation with the child. That's exactly correct. For a decade plus, I've been telling people who aren't parents that they have no opportunity, and this opens that door. Okay, so how does this compare with other states? It appears to me, after reviewing the relevant statutes and looking at what the Senate uh, wrote in its House bill, that we are still one of the more restrictive uh, states with respect to what you have to prove to gain that right to visitation. So I would say that although we now have access, there are certainly other places where you would have a better opportunity. So we talked about how this compared with other states. Let's talk about if the custody arrangement is between parents that live in two states. Dad lives in Washington, mom lives in Oregon, and the grandparents are in Washington. Do they have recourse to file for visitation, even though we're dealing with two different states with two different rules? The rules are determined first by the Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction Enforcement Act. That's how we decide which state has the proper authority to make these types of decisions. Once we know which state they have to deal with, that's the state's rules that are going to apply and govern the process. So to use your example, if the parenting plan originated in Washington, Washington law would decide whether or not grandparents could have some visitation. But again, when we talk about visitation, the ultimate welfare, the entity that the courts are looking out for the most is the child. Absolutely. Without question. And that's one of the interesting components and I think important components of the Washington law. It's not just enough that you can prove to the court that you have a relationship that's important. You have to prove that not having access to that relationship will be an actual detriment to the child. All right. So we defined what this visitation rule is. We got a little bit into what this means. But next, we'll get into how the new rule works. That's coming your way right here on JDSA's Law Talk. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Hear more Law Talk programs now at JDSALaw.com. Family law. It's complicated. At JDSA Law, our decades of experience help you navigate emotionally charged issues and the toughest decisions in your life. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946. JDSA Law. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Hear more programs and read in-depth articles on the law at JDSALaw.com. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. If you'd like to hear a discussion about another legal topic that's affecting you personally or professionally, make sure you listen to other episodes of JDSA Law Talk at JDSALaw.com. Talking with featured attorney Jordan Miller about child custody changes in non-parental visitation rights. We talked about the rule previously, Jordan. Now let's get into the nuts and bolts. How exactly is this new rule going to work? Well, to quote the actual language of the bill that led to the enactment of this law, if a relative and child have an ongoing and substantial relationship and denying visitation risks harm to the child, those persons now have the right to come and ask the court for help. Risks harm to the child. That feels like a subjective rather than an objective term. You really need to state your case well 
to to prove that, right? Oh, absolutely. And and the and the state has provided very specific considerations the court has to go through in order to decide whether or not there is a risk of harm. But as in every case, if you put it up in front of a judge, they're human and they're going to have to make a make a decision based on their interpretation of the facts and the law. There is subjective uh, component to that. Anytime we're talking about family, we're talking about relationships. So when we're talking about that relative and the child, the feeling needs to be mutual, right? Yes, that, that's an important component of it. Um, both the relative and the child, and, and most important to the court, the child are going to want to make sure that before they give access to visitation, that the child and the relative have a relationship that's significant enough, ongoing enough, even more than two years uh, as part of the law's requirements in order to even consider letting that happen. So two years ongoing and substantial. What exactly does that mean? They have Grandpa Friday every Friday. They're able to make regular visits every summer down to Grandma and Grandpa's place if they live out of state. Is that beauty is in the eye of the beholder here? Uh, to a large extent, that's correct. There are no specific days. It doesn't say that you have to have visited the child at least three days over the course of those two years. It, that is one of the more subjective components to it. And that's where an experienced judge guided by an experienced and skilled attorney who can explain why that applies in that situation will influence the outcome greatly. You're the attorney, I'm the layperson, but from what I've heard from you, Washington is one of very few states up until recently that did not allow this sort of thing. I'm sure there's a lot of pent-up demand from family members that could be looking towards this sort of thing. Again, this is just speculation on my part, but from your standpoint, do you foresee your office getting a little busier now? I do, Clint. Um, For my practice over a decade now, I've been advising people who are non-parents and don't meet the other opportunity requirements for a non-custody parental access that they don't have any rights. Those people are going to find out about this. And when the public becomes educated, I think those persons are going to come and ask an experienced attorney whether this new law applies to them. Talking with Jordan Miller about child custody changes in non-parental visitation rights. We will take all those threads and we will wrap them all together. Uh, it's coming your way next, right here on JDSA's Law Talk. JDSA's Law Talk will be right back with more on today's topic. Add your voice to the show. Email your questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. Healthcare law, it's evolving and complex. At JDSA Law, we provide essential legal support to address legal healthcare issues. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946. JDSA Law. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Visit us now at JDSALaw.com. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. If you have a question about today's topic or a topic suggestion for a future episode, go ahead and email us at lawtalk at JDSALaw.com. Talking with our featured attorney, Jordan Miller, about visitation and visitation with non-parental figures. Jordan, let's bring it all together here. What would you like folks to take away from this conversation? Well, as you pointed out, and as everybody understands, child custody visitation, this brings huge emotions into a situation. And if there is a relative who is no longer having access to the child, one can logically deduce that there's some increased animosity in that situation. So these are going to be very different, difficult for the courts to decide. But the most important thing to our courts is what's in the best interest of this child. And I think Washington has finally come around to recognizing that it's not just the parents that can be what is best for the children. It can be the larger family unit. And I'm glad, for one, that Washington's created this opportunity. 
But you hit the nail on the head, though. These can be emotional issues and these can be issues fraught with minefields, frankly, legal and otherwise. So it's good to have someone on your side with experience. Absolutely, Clint. Uh, I don't know any area of the law where it's more important to have the background understanding about not only what the law says, but how is it going to apply when you go to that judge and make this very important request? Jordan, it is always great to talk to you. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Clint. Thanks. And thank you for joining us for this episode of JDSA's Law Talk. Remember, if you have a legal matter and require solid legal advice, connect with a member of the JDSA Law team at JDSALaw.com. You can also hear Law Talk episodes on other topics and submit your questions or suggestions for a future show. I'm your host, Clint Strand. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk. You've been listening to JDSA's Law Talk. Topics covered in this program are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be professional advice. Before making any legal decision, seek the advice of a relevant professional. To ask a question, arrange a meeting with a JDSA attorney and find Law Talk episodes on other topics. Connect with us at JDSALaw.com. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk.